0: Come on. Strong and powerful, Dr. Mark Goulston has returned to lifeblood. Welcome back, Dr. G.
1: So good to be back. I'm so glad that I didn't wear out my welcome the first time.
0: (laughs) No, certainly not, sir. Dr. G is a member of Marshall Goldsmith's 100 Coaches. He's a founding member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. He's a podcast host, radio host, an author, a consultant, an entrepreneur, all around wonderful human being. Excited to have you back on, Dr. G. If you would, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do.
1: Well, uh, is this going to be video, too?
0: Uh, no, we can just do audio, or we can do oh, both. No,
1: I like I like video. I like video.
0: Video as well.
1: <laughs> okay. And I'll tell you why I like video. Uh, I look pretty good for 73. I mean, that's what people say. You don't look 73. Now, my wife will tell you that he, he doesn't even act three, but that's another story. <laughs> what keeps me young is my immaturity, and my wife told me not to be so proud of it, but there it is. Uh, <laughs> but I say that because uh, I've had a, I've had a bunch of mentors. My last one was Larry King, and I, I had breakfast with him every morning for two years before COVID. And before him, there was a leadership guy named Warren Bennis. And uh, what I learned from Warren Bennis, and they've all died, and I'm grateful to all of them, and I miss them all. But what Warren told me, uh, he was a thought leader in the area of leadership, is he said, you know, when you get older, it's painful to feel irrelevant. And what I realized makes me relevant is if I make it not about me, but about great people like George, 60 and under, who care as much or maybe even more about making a difference as they do about making a dollar. And so what I'm about is how to help people like George and and you listeners and viewers, how to land in your future. But there's one obligation is I realize when you're young, you got to make money to survive and support your company. But when you get a lot of money, help the world. One of my mentors, because I had eight, one of my mentors was a key executive under Lou Wasserman who worked at uh, HCA universal, he actually this mentor started the universal city walk, he got them into the real estate entertainment business. And one of his quotes that he told me from Lou Wasserman was, first you get on, then you get honest, then you get honors, Nice, but you got to get on. So if you're listening in, I told George, I wanted to share something that I'm now sharing with startups about how do you get money out of investors? Uh, Because one of the problems is you love your product. You love your service. You love your IP and you need the money from people who don't care about any of it, except the return. I mean, they may be speaking to you because they have some curiosity about it. But investors are reporting to bosses that are on their back saying, uh, make sure this one's a winner. And most investors have had a number that have been losers, they're just hoping that there'll be a winner every now and then to make up for all the losers. So I've been presenting to accelerators of startups who are at some level of funding. I think they're past the family and friends and they're pitching investors. So I'm going to share with you a little bit of what I shared with them because uh, they found it relevant. If you're an entrepreneur and you need investors and you're speaking to an investor and they smile and you think the smile is a yes, uh, and you realize and you expect them at the end of your conversation to say, what's our next step? But they don't say that. What you have to realize is when you're speaking to an investor, it's not always a hundred percent, but when they smile, it's not a yes. The smile is they've already decided it's a no, but they're stuck in the conversation with you because they figured out they don't wanna invest in you in three minutes and they gave you 15 minutes and they don't wanna be rude. So they're smiling. (laughs) Uh, And George is smiling because he's probably, can picture that, he's probably been there. So here's the deal, and I'll just give you a taste of this. Uh, If you're pitching to an investor and they're smiling, and they're good people, but when it's about money, investors don't smile. They might smile if you make a joke, but in this day and age, where everybody is hypersensitive, do not make jokes. You know, you can be self-deprecating, but do not make jokes. You just never know who you're going to offend. Uh, and so, see if you can picture this in your mind's eye, George. When an investor smiles. It usually means that they don't want to be rude. And and this is what I'm suggesting. Now you have to fit this to your own kind of way of talking to people. But what I've been advising is if you're face to face with them or on a Zoom call and they smile, uh, and again you need a few experiences where you thought the smile was a yes, but it was a dead dead in the water no. So when they smile, what you say to them is this. Um, can we pause for a moment? And you say it not angrily, but firmly, and they're going to wake up because you caught their unconscious, wanting to cover up being rude by smiling. And they're gonna go what, what? And then you do something like this, you got to figure out your own way of doing it. You put your hands up next to each other. And you said, when we started this conversation, we were like this, you're an investor, you had money, I'm a company, I need money, we were kind of equal. But now it's shifted like this. And you're above with money, that's not coming my way soon. (laughs) And they're gonna what's happened is you have just disarmed them. And then and then you say to them, uh, and I, I think what happened is when we met, you were looking for and listening for something that you didn't hear and you didn't see. Now, I tried to cover it in my deck, in my conversation, but clearly I didn't cover it. So in the little time we have remaining, could you tell me what you were listening for or looking for that would have caused you to think maybe this is an investment? And if you can get comfortable with this, what you have done is you have totally disarmed them. And then if they say to you, Uh, and they're pausing, you fill in the gap by saying, I've had this conversation with other investors. Would you mind me telling you how they answered it? So the investor is going to be curious because you just disarmed them. They're not used to a conversation like this. And you say, you know, I've spoken to other investors. And when I asked them what they were listening for, And they really opened up. What some of them said they were listening for was they were listening for something. They were listening for a win. And when I asked them, what do you need a win for? And they said, because, you know, our track record is we invest in a lot of things. Most of them don't work. Most of them don't meet expectations, but we're listening for the one that will exceed expectations because that makes up for the others. And so I'm guessing now you go back to the person you're speaking to and you say, so I'm guessing that what you heard didn't convince you that this would meet expectations or exceed them. And if you haven't hypnotized them by now, you got to work on this because this is, you're putting them into a trance. And then this is what you say because you've already lost the deal anyway as soon as they smiled it was goodbye what you say to them is can you tell me what a big win looked like and you may have brought it in or someone else may have brought it in tell me what it looked like what were the parameters yeah you can mention numbers everything's about numbers and everybody predicts you know roi and yada 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 but Please describe what was a big win that was brought into your company. And, let, and, and and this person might say, he or she might say, well, why are you asking this? You're saying, well, uh, if what you describe is something that I didn't present, I might get a second bite at the apple. But in all likelihood, I won't. But if what you describe fits two or three other companies I know of, you know, because all of us people network, we know everybody, you know, we're always talking to each other, but if what you describe fits two or three other companies, I could introduce them to you. And if I, and I'm not going to get a commission. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, I I build companies. I'm a, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't, I don't get commissions. That's not my business, but, I might be in a position to introduce two or three companies to you that might fit your criteria. And if I do that, you're going to be thankful to me because I'm focusing on your success. Those two or three companies are going to be grateful to me because I introduced them to you. And guess what, we're going to have a business relationship in the future, which when you started smiling was gone. So talk to me about what a win would look like and pick a big one, pick one that would get you a promotion. And then as they open up, you drill down and in your mind, you think of other businesses, you know, and then you're in a position to make introductions. And this is what I tell millennials. This is what I tell people in their late twenties and thirties who have very little business sense, very little way, understanding of people, they just know their IP and they're just uh, getting scared when they're running out of time or money. And they're and and the last thing they want to do is go work for someone. Mm. So could you track with that? It's kind of a, you know, scenario, but I, uh, but I, I think it's a way to, you know, turn a lemon into a, whatever you turn a lemon into.
0: I think that that's wonderful. I always value the opportunity to talk with you because you provide very practical, usable, like literally words and uh, language that I could put into practice immediately. And that's always, I've always placed such a high premium on that. Um, and so this is, this is extremely valuable. Um and I can, without question, see myself doing it. I'm I'm not one who's shied away from. Not that this is a tough conversation, but it's certainly I could pers- I could see. Uh, um, so I'm 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 42. I could see a 22 year old or a 32 year old not necessarily being comfortable with this, uh, but having the language and then starting to use it or practice it, which will would serve anybody. And it will this this will certainly serve me.
1: Well, no, you're welcome. You're welcome. And, uh, and at 42, I want you to look as good as I do at Uh, when you're 73, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying I look good. I look young for 73. I uh, I think you look so, fantastic. Um, Dr. G a uh, part of what George and I were also talking about. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, I, I'm married though. So I'm taking, just kidding. Anyway. Uh, uh, here's uh, so something else that you want to do when you present anything to the world and we've developed the course to train people, but again, it doesn't matter to me. And by the way, here's what we've developed is and what you need to develop if you're out there. And this, this is the secret formula to success anywhere in life, not just your job, we're talking about getting married, we're talking about deciding to have kids. And it's a simple formula uh, that my partner and I uh, have developed a program around. And it's called Wow. Hmm. Yes. And what Wow does is it wakes people up from being preoccupied. And you know, you've created Wow. When the person who's preoccupied says, Can you say that again? Uh, and you repeat it, and and then it meets the criteria of that's amazing, that's unbelievable, that's astonishing, and then hmm is that's worth my turning attention to and thinking about, and then they think about it, and then when they think about it, they see how it can solve a problem for them, an urgent problem for them, and that's yes. So for instance, I'm going to give you a little mini- well, yes. And if you like this, George, I'm going to refer you to the person who helped me. Perfect. So this will only be available on video. But I'm going to click a button here right now. And on my screen, you're going to see a QR code to my LinkedIn. So if you're watching this, just take your camera, do a selfie and smile, you know, you know try and have a good day. But then scan the QR code it will take you to my LinkedIn profile. And, you know, then we can get to know each other. So people who have not seen that, and they realize that they're seeing it on—they're seeing it in restaurants because people don't want to give out dirty menus, so they have you scan the menu. So why not put that up in a Zoom call? So people who haven't seen that have said, "You know, that's a wow. Hmm, yes, I could do that. Why not do that?" And so that's what you want to do in life. Is, uh, and what you want to do is not beat up on yourself. But every time you make a presentation to anyone, uh, you want them to walk away with your having grabbed their attention, that's the wow, having them thought about what you said, that's the hmm, and then having them hmm convert to a yes, which is sold, what's our next step? What do we do next? Now, don't beat up on yourself. But the more crisply, you can do that. And, uh, and I showed uh, George a, a video, and I'm happy for you to show that link. Well, actually, I'll tell people, if you look up Xerox Park, National Geographic Steve Jobs, you will see a, a little over two minute video of Steve Jobs, discovering the mouse and the graphical user interface at Xerox. And what you will see in a stunning display is the wow, hmm, yes, that happened to Steve Jobs, and then they created the Macintosh. They not only created the Macintosh, if you know anything about Steve Jobs or Elon Musk in their presentations of new products, there's always the wow, hmm, yes, So go back to your website, go back to your LinkedIn profile, go back to anything about you or your company that people can see and look at it from their point of view and make sure that it creates, wow. hmm, Yes.
0: Love it. That is just a, so much of effective communication and and communication that 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 i revere is 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 rich in brevity um and simplicity and that's 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 really what this is uh and that's really what makes it brilliant so wow hmm. and yes and that steve jobs video about at xerox park is just a perfect way to to illustrate that phenomenon because it's it's a great video and it's really well done so i appreciate that
1: I'm going to give you something else that's for for brevity. So this will work for you if you work for someone or if you're an entrepreneur. Uh, And and if you work for an entrepreneur, this will put a smile on his or her face. And you go up to the entrepreneur. Now, if you're the entrepreneur, you can actually tell your people, oh, by the way, this is the best way to manage up with me. You want to have a long lasting relationship in this company working with me for me. This is what I, I, I need from you. But if you're working for an entrepreneur, you go to them and say, you know, I put myself in your shoes and I kind of thought about what it is that you want from me. When I have conversations with you, can I run them by you, sir, madam? And they're going to look at you like, what is this about? You can say, well, I know the one thing that you can't stand to do, boss, is waste your time. <laughs> and you can't stand it when people waste your time. George is already smiling because he's had people waste his time. And so what you do is you go up to your boss and they may smile because, and it's, and, and they're good people, but they're rushed. And you could say, let me run this by you. Whenever we have a conversation, these are the four things that you, listening for. You want me to be relevant, clear, concise, and gone. (laughs) And they're going to laugh just like George did. Relevant means you want me to bring something to you that's aligned with something that we're really trying to solve. Uh, You want me to bring something to you that you're in a position to actually be helpful with. You want me to have thought this through. You want me to be clear, because, uh, because if I have to figure out what you're saying, and you're confusing to me, yeah, I understand I need to be more patient. But the clearer you are, the more I appreciate it. And you need to be concise. Because I'm probably dealing with 100 problems a day. And then you need to be gone. And I don't mean gone, like get away. But I um, you know, uh, it's it's time to leave. And then you thank me and I'll thank you. And I think if you were to say that to your boss, it'll put a smile on any boss's face. And then what you say to your boss is, uh, thanks for the smile, by the way, uh, I'd like to check in every month for you to tell me just how I'm doing. Am I being relevant, clear, concise and gone? Which one of those can I improve at? And then see what they say. Don't get defensive. And then you thank them. Get them to be specific, too. Because if they're vague, well, you could be clearer. Oh, can you give me an example of a conversation we had in which I wasn't that clear? Oh, yeah. Oh, can you give me, uh, or you can be more concise. Well, can you tell me about a time when I just went on and on? Oh, yeah, I get that. So that's how to win friends and influence bosses.
0: (laughs) Again, such a wonderful, uh, a clear structure and way to, way to communicate and get people's needs met your, your own, your bosses improve relationships. Nothing, nothing, but wonderful language again. So Dr. G, you, 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 you always deliver. And I know that people who are listening are going to want to be able to listen and consume more of all the wonderful content and information you're putting out. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you?
1: Well, if you're seeing this, you can go to LinkedIn. And uh, my profile, like all of your profiles, look, we're all working to clean up our LinkedIn profiles. I would give my current one a B plus, it's on its way to maybe an A minus, but you'll get an idea of what I do. So that'll take you to LinkedIn, or you can go to my website, markgoulston.com, where I have a podcast called my wake up call. And, uh, and I'm getting lots of requests from interesting people. Uh, I had a fellow named Jordan Peterson on some of you may know the name. He's the psychologist, uh, the controversial psychologist from Canada. I had Scott O'Neill, the CEO of the uh, 76ers on, uh, had Larry King on a couple times, Norman Lear, a guy named Doug Conant, who is the president of Campbell Soup, uh, Esther Wojcicki, who has these two overachieving daughters, I think one of them uh, is the CEO of 23 and Me, And the other one is, I think, Netflix, maybe, or something else like that. Uh, and so you can check out my wake up call. And, and And I talk like this with everyone. So if you like this, uh, the conversation George and I are having or the mini lecture or whatever the heck I'm doing, (laughs) you might like some of those podcasts.
0: Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did show Dr. G your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to check out Dr. G's LinkedIn. I'll link that in the pro, in the notes. Go to markgoulston.com. That's M-A-R-K-G-O-U-L-S-T-O-N.com. Check out the My Wake Up Call podcast. And once you get into Mark's world, I'm sure you're going to find so many other wonderful things as well. Thanks again, Dr. G.
1: Thank you, George.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.